Welcome to the Heal Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War. I'm Lola Troy, the host and curator of Heal Black Joy, the learning platform for our community to heal our Black joy with tangible and attainable programs for the mind, body, soul, relationships, and businesses. We're doing a series on mindset, and in today's conversation, we're talking about money mindset. Hello, welcome, welcome, and welcome. Welcome to Thursday Talks at Heal Black Joy. And in today's conversation, we're talking about money mindset. Hello, hello, welcome everybody. Yes, we're talking about money mindset. So I'm waiting right now for our uh, guests to arrive. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Thursday so far. Um, and I want you to be thinking about your relationship with money in this conversation. So I want you to heart it up. I want you guys to share it with all of your friends. Um, <clears throat> we're content creators. And so we're trying to keep ourselves from being shadow banned, which has been an ongoing issue with some of the great content creators on Instagram. So if you guys could heart it up, share it out to your friends. I'm going to see if I can get her on. Uh, Natalie. Yes. I'm going to get her on. I just sent her a request, so I'm going to wait for her to get in, and then I'm going to introduce our guest for this evening. But welcome to Thursday Talks at Hill Black Joy. We are going to be talking about money mindset, financial mindset. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Share it out. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. So good to see you. I was just about to get into introducing you, but I wanted you to be on because I wanted everybody to see this queen, this glorious woman right here, because she is nothing short of amazing. Thank so, you. I want to give you your proper introduction. So you guys, I am Lola Troy, the host and curator of Heal Black Joy, the learning platform for our community to heal our Black Joy with tangible and attainable programs for the mind, body, soul, relationships, and businesses. And tonight, our guest is Natalie Michelle from the ATL <laughs> Financial Freedom Coach. She provides a, pre a premier financial literacy and business service platform to underserved communities nationwide, you guys. She serves as a member of the advisory panel for Bank of America and a mentor in her local church community. So y'all clap it up, clap it up. <laughs> give me some hearts, give me some hearts for Natalie Michelle A. <laughs> Thank How you, thank you, you thank you dear? so much. That's a great introduction. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, for you having me here and I mean you know this is I, I love what you've been doing what you've been pouring out to heal uh, our community so I, I'm, a, I'm grateful to be a part thank you so much I'm so glad and so excited 
to be having this particular conversation with you. So we kicked out mindset. This is our mindset month. Last week, we talked about complete mindset, um, a conversation with America Nicholson. If you guys have not looked at those videos, I had to do it in a Zoom call because she's so busy. I didn't get a chance to do it live with her, but it was so amazing. And I wanted to keep that conversation going and talk about mindset and different aspects of our lives. Yes. And so yes. tonight, we're going to get into money and financial mindset beautiful that's and exactly and that's what that it's about I'm having this conversation with you <laughs> loving it okay okay all right awesome well, I hope so, I my part. <laughs> yeah so i have a question for you when you think of money mindset in our community the underserved community the community that you are targeting what immediately comes to mind for you The lack of literacy, actually, is mm. that's that's just really it. If we knew better, all of us would do better. But they they kept that part from us, mm. and so because of that, um, and and I, I like to kind of take it back in history. You know, in our community, we were attacked to learn. So there's sometimes a little level of anxiety of the unknown, mm -hmm. and we typically go off a lot of the word of mouth versus reading for ourselves. And right, so right. those in the higher areas and uh, the wealthier places kind of learn that about us. And so if they can keep things in books and keep things in fine print and keep it where it just seems a bit over our head, then we just go to either trusted sources or who we heard of, not who we know of. So mm -hmm. because of that, um, it, it does cause a bit of um, lack of literacy you know we're not all on the same page with how to file a tax return how right. to look at our credit i mean there was no class for it you know you, thank god you can go to a local h and r block and get your taxes done but who goes where do you go to analyze your credit where do you go to have someone tell you how to obtain money outside of being a banker and we don't have that. So because of that, you know, the false prophets and those who, you know, want to take advantage of those who are disadvantaged in literacy, because uh, that's all it is. You know, right. if you knew what that person was trying to sell you, at least the foundation of it, then you would know if what they were doing was true or not. But a lot of times we don't do that. So because of that, um, money in our mind is connected to just not knowing. So it's that's why it's a higher level of anxiety, higher level of fear, higher level of everything when it comes to money. Even in our excitement, when we're getting so much, you know. Um, but there's a, there is a, a large lack of literacy. And so um, Nationwide Numbers Firm was really created out of that. You know, I, I was kind of in that same situation as well. I had so many questions, but who to get the answers to? And then that's kind of how uh, I developed Nationwide Numbers. So I'm glad that you segue into that. So what inspired you to start your company to help our community specifically? What was it that gave you that drive to do that? Yeah, well, I I'm going to tell you first, uh, I I'm a tourist at heart. So I know there's a drive in me regardless. Right. Um, but um, what I was so uh, and thought about was just trying to find out how to get out of what we would call the trap just the cycle of the race of and never getting ahead right mm, yeah. so i uh use all that drive motivation and ambition and 
and fought after the the knowledge. My father mm -hmm. always told me knowledge was power. So I, after I started trying to chase the dollar, I started chasing the knowledge and the resources. And so then I was able to obtain uh, getting a mentor, learning, re, you know, restoring my credit, learning taxes, learning how to read a credit report, and then from there obtaining, you know, over two hundred thousand dollars from a credit union for not only my personal, but my business. And then from there, I was like, everybody needs to come on. Right. But I noticed through my community, it was similar people just like me of all ages, of all ages, wanting to still figure out what I found out. And right. so that's when it was like, you know what, enough is enough. Consider me your rich auntie, because I'm gonna make sure that, you know, you got a trusted source where you can go to and someone that can point you into the right direction, you know, and everybody's case is different. So, you know, you can't just go, it's not just cookie cutter, but there's just a common denominator of the lack of what we do know to get ahead of it. Mm. I want you guys to drop down in the comments and heart it up and share this out because I think this information is super duper vital to our community because a lot of times I think that one is a lack of knowledge and then it's also fear because we sometimes and we and it's worth like we don't feel like we're worthy of getting certain things right oh yes oh we don't, my God. we don't feel like we're worthy so a lot of times um, we have these limited belief systems around money. So I'm going to mention some of these and I want you to speak to this and I want you to tell us how do we reframe or discover and put into practice a new money mindset? Ooh, so, yes. My favorite, my favorite. I come back this all day. <laughs> yes. So these are some of the ones that I have heard that I've used myself that I know that I've had these conversations whether it was with my family or my friends or my co my coworkers or colleagues, it's like, well, I'm not from a wealthy family. Money doesn't come easily to people like me. Or I can't afford to buy that, the house, the car, the holiday. I'm going to go ahead and stop you on the first one. The reason why you didn't come from it because it's supposed to come from you. Woo! You are the generational curse breaker. You're the mm. one who's taking that risk. You're the one who's setting the tone forward for your family and the legacy. So that's why it didn't come. It had to come right there through you. See, everybody else wasn't ready, probably would have mismanaged it, maybe just kind of took it to their sales and not put everybody else on. But you, oh no, you've been called, you've been chosen. And that's why the money is coming to you for you to help those. Um, you know, Nationwide Numbers is about building community leaders. And it typically... I wanted discovering, I get in contact with generational curse breakers, the agents of change. And sometimes they don't even recognize it, but they've went through so much through their life and what they've experienced that spiritually I do know it. And okay, yeah, you're, you're the one actually. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, I, um, I continue to just encourage them uh, with that mindset by knowing that they're the first ones to set the tone. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Harriet Tubman really didn't have anybody to help her with freedom. She just had that gift, that dream. And so sometimes we're just put in place to be, that's our assignment. And so that would be the first thing I would refute to that. Um, the second thing you were mentioning about, let's, let's go on that one. I can't afford to buy that house, the car, the holiday, the dress, the vacation. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times um, we're only thinking about what's coming in. And we know we mismanage, so typically the income that we're left with is what we're thinking about for expansion. Mm -hmm. 
So, of course, it's never, you know, after my expenses, I barely got enough to really get by to the next time. So, of course, talking outside of that realm of income is just beneath, you know, it's above me. I don't, I don't know. Right. So, what I then discussed in that moment, if, you, if there are things that you can't do to afford, like myself, well, let me figure out other ways of income so I can. There's nothing that I can't do. Okay. So in, in, in that direction, I like to look at all the uh, streams of income that that client has. And as the Bible says, you should have seven, yes, eight. So he actually even gave us a bonus on top of the seven streams that we should have. So if we're not going through our portfolio as adults, you know, to really see where we have streams of multiple things with our gifts and talents and abilities, then that's why we can't afford it because we haven't brought in more income. I like that you're talking about streams of income because we have been taught to get a job. You know, most of us are, you know, whether we're college educated or come from a, a family that went to the military and we were taught to go get a job, go to college, get out of school or go to the military, right? Our generation. This next generation, my daughter's generation, wasn't necessarily on that same wavelength. Like, oh, no. <laughs> you, no, no, they, no, no. They're birthing out millions of dollars in their early 20s, and it's happening super duper fast because they don't have that limited belief system. They didn't have, you know, we wanted to encourage them. I've always encouraged my daughter to be an entrepreneur and encourage her to do the things that she wanted to do, whereas our generation because of their limited resources, they were like, you got to go to school. And, and because that was the options at that time, right? But it still comes from a limited thought process. It, it, it still comes from a limited belief system because I remember this conversation. It was an interview that Jay-Z did a year, years ago. And he was talking about becoming a multimillionaire with Rockefeller Records. And he went to his uncle, all super duper excited. This is his uncle that was in the streets that he respected. And he had this crazy idea. And he went to his uncle. He was like, oh, you know, I'm doing Rockefeller Records. We're going to be multimillionaires. We're going to do blase, blase, blase. And his uncle was like, you can't do that. You're not about to do that. And what he realized is you cannot talk to people who have not done it because they will be the biggest dream killers and goal stealers than anybody right so talk to us about surrounding yourself with people that not only encourage you inspire you to get out of that rut of having a limited money mindset i love that you brought that up and again, I like to make sure we all have the same foundation where I'm about to go with this. Um, slaves were never going to be able to teach you how to be free and how to be a master. Ma'am, you just took me somewhere. What? <laughs> so Ooh, if, we take, if we take that 400-year-old mindset in today's time, that's why you get those conversations every time that you bring up these unknown things. They never saw it. They, they didn't know how to teach you how to, how to do business. You know, unfortunately, the masters, though, at that time had learned crops and seasons and how to deal with money and, and how to establish their business. They were doing taxes way long before the slaves were. So they're aware. 
Um, and when we go into our, like you said, our baby boomer generations and other generations, the young, the youth now have seen, wait a minute, if I get a trade, market it properly, and get some capital, I, what school? <laughs> why, why do I have to go to school? Why do pay I need to learn it? I, I need to learn what I need to earn. Say that again. I need to learn what I need to earn. Ooh, that's good. So, yeah, I don't need to go to school. <laughs> um, you know, in, in today's, in, in back in that time, of course, knowledge was power. So that's why we did go to school and learn education. But uh, technology has advanced to a totally different level. And as we're seeing right now, people are getting paid to do just like what we're doing. And you didn't go to school for it. So, you know, things are different now. And with that mindset, you do have to be around those that are the free thinkers, those who are, you know, next to those who could be in that circle. And when you are, I've met a lot of clients that unfortunately did not have anyone in their circle that um, was an entrepreneur, you know, that I could tell was a master. So mm -hmm. they've already just been enslaved, period. Even if they wanted to be free, no one was going to help them to show them how. So, you know, in, in those particular cases, that's when I tell people one thing about it is mentorship is extremely important. And it, it does require us to step up outside our comfort zone, let someone know that we need help, but that's what it's for. And the same way that we listen to the good referrals of where to go get something to eat and where to go party at and what movie we should watch on Netflix, mm -hmm. we need to find out who is in our circle that can help us be a master. Mm, that is so good. Oh my God, that is so good, Natalie. So you said we need to learn what we need to earn. That is like that's that that's the, that's the quotable for tonight. We need to learn what we need to earn. We <laughs> that's the quotable. So how you said mentorship is super duper important. Um, oh, absolutely. If if you don't come from a master, you got to find one. Mm. Mm. How, who else gonna teach you right so you know that's when we have to put down our ego and put up our, our 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 teacher our student hat and be ready for the next level and opportunity because that's where you got to go and somebody does have to teach you and you got to be willing to follow you know harriet tubman didn't give people a choice she said listen i'm going here i find out it's free do you want to come Right. It, it wasn't it wasn't too much back and forth about it, you know, and she had already found the way and did it several times. So why would you choose another route? Why would you be like, well, no, Harriet, let me go see what uh, Brother Joe talking about, because he had said he found another way. But no, Brother Joe's still on the field. So if someone's been free and you've been seeing their consistency, seeing their growth, their progress, you got to be willing to look inside yourself and see if you can just reach out. Because that's your next level. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, you know, but that's because it's, it's something that you're just going to have to go off on your faith to get to. Right. Um, one of my, I think it was our very first interview that I did. It was about self-care and self-preservation of black women. Mm -hmm. And in that conversation with my good, good girlfriend, Sarah, she talked about pivoting. Because a lot of times we are in corporate America, we are being, we're, we're a marginalized group of people in corporate America. A lot of times these people 
do not we don't want to go back like there's been this article about black women not wanting to go back to the workplace you know they've been remote for over a year now and they're having anxiety and depression about going back to the workplace because they don't like you know the passive aggressiveness they don't like you know that they they're creators they're create they're creative they have the ability to do something else but they're fearful of taking that step into entrepreneurship right yeah so what would you say to those group of women that are fearful or are like apprehensive to take that step into entrepreneurship and how would they go about doing it i know that you have that platform and we're going to talk about that like what you're working on we're, yeah, we're going to pump that up at, you know it, when we of wrap course. up this conversation mm -hmm. but i want you to talk to us about when do we pivot like you know we there's a pivot a pivoting moment where it's just like i i can't do this no more like i can't go to this job and listen to these tears of these people that you know are privileged and you know are passive aggressive with me taking my ideas you know taking ownership of my ideas and not getting promote i'm not getting promoted i don't have work-life balance my kids are at home not getting the best of me my husband my lover whoever's at home not getting the best of me because i don't have the gumption to pivot what can you say to those women? I was one of those women. Mm. Um, back uh, after graduating from an HBCU, Savannah State University in uh, December 2008, I uh, went off to corporate America as I was told to, right? Um, mm -hmm. Got there, was very successful. I worked as a recruiter for for-profit schools and then got into uh, being the director of admissions. So, of course, we played the political game and I'm like thinking, okay, I can get six figures off of doing all of this. But at the school, a lot of the students used to come and they would be uh, a lot older than me, you know, but making pivoting decisions. They would be telling me about their frustration. They want a life change. The money is a different. They're, they're ready to do something to serve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I heard that, it made me think, am I serving? Am I serving in my purpose? Mm. And when I was constantly seeing the frustrations of what corporate America did, the, the capping that they would only give me on my salary, I'm worth so much more, but based on the, uh, just based on what they want to do, they tell me no. And mm -hmm. don't be aggressive for asking for more money, because I, I usually did ask for more money. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I wanted my time. I wanted my freedom. Uh, outside of corporate America, I modeled, I was in fashion, and I'm like, how can I do that and do this? You guys get all of my time. Right. Um, so one day, a coach came to my office, and I, I really consider this man an angel because I literally have never met him again. And he sat in front of me, he said, well, if you're tired and you're frustrated, you know the first step you got to do. And when you make that step, you can make the other steps. Mm. And everything's going to be easy. And I'm like, well, wait, I thought I thought it was going to be like, you know, I was going to be able to kind of segue from this to that and to that. Right. Like, no, you feel it. You got to take the step. And so 
I remember that day, maybe two weeks later, you know, anytime there's always just some confusion, some chaos, and, and you know that you're putting your best foot forward. Sometimes it's not just the enemy, you know, our father loves us enough to force us out of places too. <laughs> it's like, hey, your, your time is up, okay? I, I got some other stuff for you to do. Yeah. And one thing I thought about, it was so many other people waiting on me that by me moving, I was connected to someone else's blessing, someone else's life-changing experience. But had I not been in that position, then they wouldn't be able to move. So we are all connected, but we got to take that first step. Mm. And when it comes to a point, you know when it's over, just like a relationship, just like when, uh, too much eating in a meal. You know when you're full, you're tired, and you need to take a break. Right. And you got to make that step. So if, if the first step is calling some a mentor, the first step is checking your credit to see what capital you can go obtain, okay, whatever it takes. And they're getting investors, working with just a new group of people to sharpen your iron, then you got to take that step. Um, when I took the step, of course, it was different because I, I went to school. I got bills to pay. They told me this time, right. what are you talking about going to do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it strengthened my relationship with God so much greater because he was all I had to rely on. Mm. It was a tight rope, but I walked it. And the further that I walked, he took me and carried me along for the last eight years. Mm -hmm. That I've been successfully not able, you know, haven't had to work for anyone. I own my time, my mind, and my body. Mm. And to me, I'm free. So once you can take that step, you can move into those next levels of life and direction because obedience is better than sacrifices. Sometimes I hate that we gotta get forced, but- wow. Yeah, yeah, forced out, but it's time is almost up. So for the other um, ladies that I meet and, you know, typically when I come in your life, change is happening. You have been now assigned to change. Hi, my name is Natalie. <laughs> so uh, I, I wear that position proudly, but I also hear my client's story to know, okay, yeah, this, this is your time. This is your assignment. Come on. Um, what I looked at in the bigger scope of things, too, was in, in where we're going right now, we are needing to be free of our time, mind, and body because we need to be able to be on the front line, be with our families. Uh, and what we've seen, that's kind of what we were doing for the last six months. And so if you did not have your own stream of income, if you did not have certain things in place, man, you can't just put all of... Uh, your financial security on your employer. Mm -hmm. People really took serious now that they gotta get their credit done. They gotta have the emergency funds. They gotta have certain things. So it was important that people really looked at this opportunity now to say, you know what? I should have been started that business I said, because guess what? Now we're in this pickle. <laughs> right. So taking that step, man, is uh, it's, it's a freedom. It's your first step to financial freedom. Mm. And it's, it's so important to do so. And, you know, making sure that you ha you do have cover, you do have security right under your feet, but it's all just going to be based on how you think, what you're putting out there and being patient to let the process go through too. Cause you know, we do want it fast, but it, it's going to come in time the way it's supposed to, right. when you can handle it, when you can manage it, when you can keep it consistent. 
That's big. That's big. Man, this conversation is so good, you guys. I hope I saw where some people said they were thanking their friends for inviting them to this conversation. Awesome. If you have not invited your friends to this conversation, I would I would employ you to invite your friends to this conversation because we're talking to Natalie Michelle from the ATL, our financial freedom coach who is giving us so many nuggets tonight. We've been talking about pivoting. We've been talking about you learn what you, you you learn what you what you wanted to earn. We're talking about you know having faith to take that step. Also, the big one for me that you said tonight, the nugget for me was that slaves can't teach you. What was that? Yes, a slave can't teach you how to be a master. A slave can't teach you how to be a master. So there's no way that our grandmothers and our grandfathers and our mothers and our fathers could teach us about financial literacy and about financial freedom because they didn't come from that. And it's not their fault. It's just that it is our job now to take the reins because it is up to us. We are the per we are the change make the change agent. We are that person. That's right, Black Bond. We are the change agent that it's on us. It's in our destiny to change the change the legacy, change the trajectory of our legacy. So yes. um, I think that this conversation is so worth having, and we've got to have more of these conversations. Um, I know you talked about um, some of the things that you do. Tell me about your learning platform. Tell me about, like, in the day and life of you, what to do what should your clients expect like if they're trying to work with you if they want to be that change agent in their family what are their next steps what do they need to do to contact you like what is it that you want us to do okay awesome well um on my profile page you will see my contact information uh the I think the phone number and the email address is there. Um, I do respond to all my DMs in a timely fashion as well. Um, in maybe a, a week from today, uh, you will be able to download my app on uh, Android and Google Play stores. Mm. Okay, so you'll also be able to get to me in several different places, and then you'll be able to book your consultation um, or you know book your mentorship. Awesome. And for your platform, do you work specifically for people that have businesses or do you do personal uh, consultation as well? Yeah. Um, I know entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. You know, mm -hmm. if, if everybody was out here in the marketplace, then who would be in the, in the hospitals? Right. Who would be taking out the fires? Who right. would be? So, you know, teaching our children. So I understand that, you know, there are some industries that require that, but I look at those individuals also as investors. Like, well, hey, why are you doing that? Go and make some money in, over here too. Uh, so nationwide numbers is really just taking the, uh, from really anywhere, the individual to their just journey of financial freedom and whatever that looks like for them. Mm -hmm. um, typically though, we are, uh, just in even my own uh, journey was taking individuals from employees to entrepreneurs. So yes, this is really a life change. People have came to me with no cars, no homes, no jobs, no money. And then throughout six to nine months change. 
So, um, but but it does start in the mind. You know, it is about character before capital. Mm. Mm. It is about character before capital. So I want, is this going to be on Natalie Michelle ATL or is it another, I want to put, put it in the chat so everybody will have your information so that if they want to contact you for the consultation, I want to yeah, be. Again, they can just go straight to my profile to book with me and, and we can go from there, but they will be able to download the app, which is nationwide numbers. They'll okay. see nationwide numbers. Yes. Nationwide because right. we on your side and numbers because we don't lie. So <laughs> Nationwide Numbers Financial Services is the name of uh, the company that I've started. And uh, Shop Natalie Michelle, which uh, I have for my clothing brand as well. Because, of course, like I told you, I did model. I'm a fashionista by heart, by trade. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is, yeah, ladies so, and um, gents. Yeah, NatalieMichelle.net is also um, my clothing brand, and the website is available, and it's up. Um, that's also on my page, and then we also have another page for it as well, Shop Natalie Michelle. Okay. And that's Michelle with one L. Yeah, it's Natalie Michelle with one L and ATL. From, right from ATL, okay? Yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> if you were talking about, I know this week we talked about money affirmations because money is energy, right? Yes. People don't realize that money is an energy. And in order to attract the thing that you want to become or the thing that you want to achieve or the thing that you want to acquire, you have to have the conversation. You have to be in the environment. You have to speak it, walk it, write it, believe it, think it. What are some of the things that you do? What what what, are, what were some of the things that you did to change your money mindset? What were the conversations like? What how did your conversation change? Well, the first thing was breaking the myths of what I've learned through childhood, school, parents, friends. You know, a lot of times I've heard a lot a, a lot of us say, "Hey, mom said don't get that credit card because you know you'll just have a lot of debt." But mom didn't tell you what had happened that caused her to look at credit that way. So the first thing I had to do was just start a clean slate. Okay, now it's just me and money. Day one, what to do, how to feel about it. To know, again, like you said earlier, to being uh, confident to know that I'm worthy of all that's on the land. I'm a mm. king's child, so I deserve kingdom royalty. And if I can't think like that, then yes, I'm limited in my thought process of what I should be worthy of. Um, secondly, being optimistic. I don't, I don't talk about uh, what I don't have. I just find solutions on how to have. I don't discuss what's due. Um, <laughs> those type of things, I think, uh, create an energy of, of just chaos, negativity, worry, high anxiety. So go back to that. I want you to go back to that because I think people need to understand, uh, that concept because we were programmed to talk about and worry about our bills. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and that stems from us just growing up in a household where, our parents were that concept of robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that yeah. language, you guys, we've got to stop with that language. It's not about what's due. It's about being thankful that all of your, all of your needs are met and you have more than enough. Right. Yeah. 
So your language has to change. So if you were to, to give us two things that we could do as far as changing the language, because you spoke about not talking about your bills, what is the what would be a sentence that they could use to not talk about their bills but address the thing that they're thinking about? I'll get ahead. I'm going to get some bread. I need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of times, you know, the financial burden becomes that monkey on the back. And it's not going away until it's resolved. But what that does is allow us to have high anxiety, treat our friends and family different, work off a of desperation. You know, we'll go into one of those Bitcoin scams and all these things online that they're doing to take your money because you were trying to come up with something to handle that. You do have to trust into your source, though. And see, this is where our faith is really just being challenged every time that we bring up what's due and how it is. And eventually you do have to learn why do we have a problem with things always being due? Are we not paying things in advance? Like you got to be real with yourself. And so in the midst of that, um, the goal is to always get ahead. So what do I need to do? Do I need to? I, I would think of myself definitely as an independent person. You know, I, I am not sponsored by anybody. Um, I have beautiful, great parents who are here, but I wanted to make them proud by doing things on my own. So I, I look within my own power. If I got to go sell every piece of clothes in that closet, if I have to put up every shoe on Poshmark, if I have to cook a meal and drink, break it down and start fish plates for $10, I will do it. And so a lot of us sometimes just feel like we're entitled to get bailed out. For what? For what? Why should I just give you my hard on work? Because what? Why you got yourself in that? So you know we got. How do you get ahead by figuring out the things that you need to leave behind? In the attitude, in the actions, in the behavior. Why is it when we get our tax refund, no one talks about paying their cell phone for the whole year? Why are we still monthly worrying about that? Why I call somebody and they phone off? You know that you are going to be on this line every day, all day. Monthly is probably $1,200. For a year, $1,200. You got that for your tax refund. You got this long. Sorry about that. See, the line's been a little busy. <laughs> That's okay. But, um, yeah, but, you know, you have that. And why didn't you take the opportunity to actually you know, move from that. Get that bill off your plate. But if you still just recycle the same behavior of managing your money, then you got to take a look at yourself. And having an accountability partner, all right, uh, a lot of times I realize people don't even have their spouse as accountability partners when they come to money. I don't know what's going on with that. But <laughs> listen, um, you got to have someone that, that you can give that real talk to, the checks and balances, okay? I myself, as a financial coach, I got people still looking at my credit, still saying that, that you file your taxes. Hey, Nat, where you? this is what's, what you have going on. So I'm in that circle to make sure that I can still be all great that I need to be. And a lot of us, a lot of us are not. 
sharing that with the next person. You know, we're holding on to this. So that's why the burden becomes so heavy because I haven't released this to nobody and I'm struggling and it hurts and I'm mm -hmm. frustrated, but you haven't found a way out. And every time that you're spending money on food and every time you're spending money on an outfit and you're going, like I said this week, how many friends are going out at a table and saying, listen, what's your credit score? What kind of business can we do together? Why are we just going out to eat and dance and get a section in some hookah? This is the type of stuff that other communities are doing, but we're the last. But we come together now when you disrespect one of us because we know to come get you. But why can't we show another part of that? That, hey, me and all five of my friends got 700 credit scores. Me and all five of my friends got three or more streams of income. Me and all of my friends move a little bit different. Insurance paid, cell phones paid. You know, so if we do got to borrow, we do got to do stuff. It's a little bit different. We, we're still in another rat race, though. We're still crabs in a bucket. We still, and so... I just wanted to create a different a, a different energy. So nationwide numbers, uh, outside of just the financial services, you know, we do have a funding circle, so it is a bit exclusive. Um, but it's for those kingdom-minded, like-minded people who are looking for that accountability, who are looking to have those standards that keep them encouraged, inspired, and informed. Because that's what we've been missing. That is definitely what we've been missing. You know, that's definitely what we've been missing. And you said some key things about having those conversations and not just having the accountability partners, but having the conversations that are different than just, I'm going to hang out with my girlfriends to go smoke hookah, or I'm just going on vacation to take some pictures to, you know, to flash on the gram. But are we owning anything? Do we have ownership? Because when you have ownership, then you can leverage things from ownership. And, exactly. I think, and I think a lot of times people, me included, we were just never taught that. And it's not, you know, it's not that, you know, we don't want it. Of course. Sometimes we feel like we, sometimes we feel like we're not worthy of it. Sometimes we feel like we can't achieve it. Sometimes we feel like, you know, it's going to take me forever to get it. You know, it's about not only having an accountability partner, but having mentorship. And I think that's very, very key. So when you're talking about the funding circle, tell us more about the opportunity of the funding circle and what does all of that entail? The funding circle would be, you know, uh, I know that, and I'm just going to talk about Atlanta and our culture, you know, it, it's really cool to be a part of the inner crowd and, and, the, and the cool circle, right? Um, but I started asking a couple of people like, do you have a money circle? Like, who do you talk to? Like, who would you call right now if you could go make some money? And we're not talking about multi-level marketing. We're not talking about those people that you go recruit, 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 and we got friends that could do that. No, I'm talking about people who are royal and righteous in their behavior and how they do their transactions. And those who, you know, have good intentions and good heart to serve. But unfortunately, we're one of those who lack the literacy. So they got to be with the right group. And hey, I may got friends from childhood that I love, but I can't make a dollar with Doug. He don't do right. You know, <laughs> he may get his money and we don't know what happened to him. A lot of people get some money and next thing you know, we find out other agendas. Mm -hmm. So the funding circle was designed to create an atmosphere where individuals are able to not only trust one another, but unite for group economics. 
and it I just want my heart was just so like okay enough is enough you know because even if people did get the money they did get the credit they still didn't know what to do and right. you know sometimes if you just say hey all right bye talk to you later I find out six months from now that some things changed so I realized that I needed to be a, a, a create a community where we can still stick around still hold each other accountable and people felt so comfortable and trustworthy that they didn't have to go outside and still go through the fear of being with scam artists and people who do you wrong and they and they can feel amongst family and the more that we can work together and unite for currency you know in the physical form yeah we're going to make some money but spiritually we got a whole another currency going on mm. and that's what really creates the wealth you're talking about like-minded souls and minds coming together to generate some wealth come on man we're about to change the world right there goes growth there goes change there goes now a community of leaders that can help inspire the next group of leaders absolutely absolutely oh my god this conversation has been so enlightening and <clears throat> I know we're going to probably have to do another conversation. Because please, I please. Think, because I think what happens is we can say, yeah, it's about limiting belief systems. It's about, it's, it's, it's not only about limiting belief systems, but it's about teaching people how to get out of the limiting belief system. Yes. Because yes. it stems from a root. Like everything that I've been talking about when it comes to the trauma of, of our childhood, our mother wounds, us not having boundaries, our self-worth, our money mindset, our limited belief systems, all of that stems from something that either we mo we're modeling behavior after what we learned from our parents or our grandparents, or it was something that we were taught. Somebody it projected a thought upon us and said, you can't do this because I couldn't do it. And because grandma couldn't do it, because granddaddy couldn't do it, or Uncle Joe couldn't do it, right? But I think it's a much-needed conversation because once we have equity, once we have uh, we we have acquisitions, we've we've acquired things, then we're able to set up our lifestyle where we're able to now join hands and join in a circle where we're starting to trust each other again. I think a lot of times, like you were saying, people are fearful of having these conversations and fearful of, of even inquiring about trying to get their credit fixed because they've dealt with so many scammers. You know, Atlanta is the home of the scam artists, right? So Atlanta, Florida, and Texas. Atlanta, the IRS has Florida, that Texas. That's just not me. Now, y'all know... You see Florida, but no, it, it is online reported that way. So yeah, that's 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 really big that we try to do that. Right. We, we definitely have to have another conversation. Um, what if, if there was one final thought to talk to Hill Black Joy, our Hill Black Joy tribe, because our tribe is tuned in, tapped in, turned on to what's going on here. What is it that you could say to them about their financial mindset or their money mindset? If there was one thing, one nugget that they could take away tonight from what you said, what would that be? 
Mm-mm. Now, you know, I just said a lot of niggas at this point. I didn't give a six piece, 12 piece. Out. Honey, you done, gave us a, you done gave us a whole bucket. Okay. At this point, you need a side, a, a bucket. <laughs> um, my one nugget would be tonight. And, and I think these three concepts really just spread across everywhere. Number one, being patient. You got to go through a process. You have to be aware of what it takes to get where you got to go. And sometimes uh, our uh, self-instant gratification always comes into play first. And and we kind of just make the wrong moves, which a lot of times people have. And when I was going through this journey myself, I mean, I truly was patient for the process. And man, when I got there, I was like, whoa, because so many times people rush and do too much. Right. being patient, and when I say patient now, not procrastination. Mm. Okay, not I'll put it off later because I'm just gonna wait and be grateful. No. no, but just be patient in your spirit for the process to wait for your turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, um, and next, being optimistic. Anytime these negative thoughts, uh, what I tell people again, do not invent imaginary catastrophes. Woo! That's good. And and when we do that overthinking, everything else crashes and burns. So as long as you can remain optimistic, you would always be able to now combat that negative thought that creates anxiety, fear, doubt, and depression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm. always going to have something to counteract it with mm-hmm. because you're grateful you're able, it's capable, you've picked the right people, you're going to do the right thing, and it's going to happen for you. That's so good. The last thing, which, to be honest, is my favorite, be confident. Confident in the process, confident in the abilities that whatever you're putting your, your mind out to do, you can. Being confident in the process of whatever procedure has to happen to get to that next level. Wear your money proudly. Wear your credit proudly. Where you know your taxes. Hey, I paid the IRS. Had a debt and all. Yes, sir. File mine. <laughs> right. But we have right. to. We have to look at money with a different, a different energy, and being more confident. You know, because a lot of us, to be honest, are are insecure when it comes to our finances. Insecure with the lack of literacy that we don't have. But if we can, and not, uh, you know, an egotistical confidence, just of the unknown and the illusion, but the confidence in knowing that, you know, you're on the right track, you're making the right decisions, you've chosen the right mentors, and the right things are going to happen. Now, if you've already done your checks and balances on what you're working with, who you're working with, it shouldn't be nothing else from there. Let the results speak for itself. But if you be patient, be optimistic, and be confident, you'll get that bag. Mm, that's good. That's good. Oh my God, Natalie, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us and taking that step, knowing that you were that game changer in your family to not only be that Harriet Tubman in today's time for financial literacy for our group of people, because I think it's vitally important for us for us to learn financial literacy, 
not only for us to be optimistic, be being patient, as well as being confident. And you exude that in everything that I've yeah, seen you, you do and say. And you guys, this lady is nothing but the truth, okay? So I need you to go and follow her now. I need you to share it with all of your friends. Share this live with your friends because it, this is vital and important information that we need to know. And we need to take steps into um, getting our credit fixed. We need to take steps in acquiring land and acquiring businesses and pivoting because it's time to pivot. You know, I'm, I'm going to share one more thing, too, because I hope this just encourages someone. Sometimes I, I know sometimes I, I don't be as vulnerable as I should, but I, I know this one to help. Okay. Um, a part of being on this journey as well, I think, um, like most of us, as soon as we break through to that next level, the one person that we're looking to make sure we change their life is none other than our mothers. Right? So uh, on my journey of financial freedom, uh, as I discussed earlier with Navy Federal, I was able to obtain some things. Um, I was able to first on um, Mother's Day of, I believe, 2017, uh, bless my mother with a check to start her business. Um, from there, she was able to purchase uh, seven uh, medical transportation vehicles and transport uh, Medicaid and Medicare patients around Atlanta um, and be able to create now her own stream of financial freedom. And on today, she stands as a millionaire for the funds that she's obtained from her businesses and loans and funding. So uh, she is just the epitome of what I see as financial freedom and a generational curse breaker because God did it for my mom through me. And I thought that was just so amazing because that is exactly, I, I, I didn't know if it was going to be so soon that it could happen. I thought maybe one, before I die, I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make but sure. He had another, he had another play for me. And it yeah, happened man. in today's time where I'm, we're able to be best friends, see it. And I mean, she just came back from a whole two, three week vacation uh, where I saw a woman always working, but that's not how she wakes up anymore she's free so, yeah and and again had I not taken that step and I just still been in corporate America that wouldn't have happened the biggest nugget let me go back I said the biggest nugget no the biggest nugget that you said tonight is you stepping into your purpose and knowing that somebody else's freedom is attached to you and I don't know who we're talking to tonight but understand that your purpose has somebody else attached to attached to it so if you're not stepping into your purpose know that those people can't come along until you walk in your purpose let the church say amen if y'all let the go church ahead and cash out amen <laughs> Heal <Black> okay joy. <laughs> come on now come on People got to understand that it's not just about you. Your story is never just about you. It's about the people that you can grab and pull along, right? So please understand that there are people that are attached to your purpose that are waiting in the wings on you to step into your purpose. I think that that's big. big. I think yeah. what you said is big. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you so People much for that reminding me. When you said it now, I'm like, yeah, my mama was too, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. 
You set yeah. your mama free. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, to go to bed at night and know that you set your mama free because, you know, people, guys are like, you know, I'm going to play in the NFL. And the first thing they say, I'm going to buy my mama a house, right? Because we always, our dream was to set our parents free because we saw them work and slave and do all these things and struggle. And we are that change agent where we can set our parents free. If you have the opportunity, if your parents are still alive, you have the opportunity to step into your purpose and set your parents free. And I think that is huge. I think that is amazing. I applaud you in stepping into your purpose. I am, um, I'm so inspired. I know that all my Hill Black Joy tribe is inspired. You guys, y'all been hearting it up. Please share this live with, with everybody. Um, I can't say anything else, but thank you for this conversation. This conversation has been so worth having and so needed in our community. And we got to do it again. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, ma'am. We Absolutely. got to. I, yeah. And you yeah, guys go so follow her right now. It's at Natalie Michelle with one L and then ATL at the end of it. It's all on my, all on Hill Black Joy page. All of her contact information is there. I want you guys to go follow it and make sure that you are tuning into all the things that she's doing and that she's working on because she's trying to help us become financially free. And I think that is super duper important. So thank you guys for listening. Do you have anything else to say, Miss Natalie? No, man. I, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you, Hill Black Joy, for inviting me on such an amazing occasion. I mean, this is the best Thursday I've ever had. So thank you so much yes. uh, for just yes. being able to, to share these nuggets, right? We were eating at the table together, and, and you blessed me just to even remember this story and, and keep going. So thank you so much for your encouragement. Um, and you guys, definitely, if, if you're here following me, make sure you're following Hill Black Joy because she talks all about a lot of things. Um, so I know you always getting finances from me, but my sister is taking care of the mind, body and spirit. So I appreciate you and what you're doing in your purpose and, and how you're you. helping serve others as well, too. Thank um, you. But again, everybody just stay healthy and wealthy, man. Absolutely. <laughs> and I just want to thank all of Hill Black Joy for tuning in tonight. As always, I wish you more than enough uh, love, peace and blessings to you all. And may you go out and try to heal your black joy. Have a good awesome. night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Always remember that this healing journey, sometimes it's going to feel like soul food and sometimes it's going to feel like war. I urge you to acknowledge and honor both positions and everything in between. Thanks for tuning into the Hill Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War.